that something happened, largest chiropractic college in the world, bringing a vitalistic message. I mean, those of you who are at luncheon, I mean, we, we have just begun. And uh, like I said, this is part of our vision that, that we get together like this three times a year. So our next speaker up is from Jersey. Because I knew him when he was in Jersey. He sold everything, like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and he came down here because his dream was to teach pediatrics at Life University. He, he's one of the favorite, favorite professors at Life and uh, now teaches the ICPA too. And we are always proud and happy to have Dr. Drew Rubin on our stage. <laughs> So my question is, how did dentists get from this 
in the late 1800s to this right now, the cosmetic dentistry and the orthodontics and all the stuff that they have now. How did they get there? I would like to suggest to you that they got there using three thought processes. Vision, solidarity, and money. First, they had amazing vision. And I'm going to show you how that occurred. I said, went actually back into dental history to figure this out. Second, they did it together. They did it together. The orthodontists don't get mad at the periodontists, and don't get mad at the cosmetic dentist, and don't get mad at the general dentist. They're all doing it together. We got to take a lesson from that. It's not Gonstead versus Thompson. This is chiropractic. And money. They use a massive amount of money to get their message across. Let's watch this. So I know it's kind of small to read, but I just want to, it's not for you to read, it's really for you to think about. Modern dentistry really started in 1859. 1859 when the ADA, the American Dental Association, was formed. By 1908, they are publishing dental pamphlets. And look at this, recommending brushing teeth at least twice a day, flossing regularly, and twice a year dental visits. Brilliant. Brilliant. In 1908, it took about 50 years, but in 1908, they said, you know what? People still think we're second. <coughs> People still think that we're just toothpullers. This isn't going to work. So what we need to do is we need to create a plan, and we have this instrument now, and Colgate invented this toothpaste stuff. We have these things now, these tools to propagate around people, and then we're going to get people to go back to dentists regularly. And they started this thought process in 1908. <clears throat> then, in 1941, they said, you know what we got to do? We got to get into schools. We got to teach the kids. And I don't know if they still do this anymore, but I know when I was a kid, they had this dentist roll this big tooth in with this giant toothbrush thing and taught us how to do all that kind of stuff. <coughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And then in 1964, the ADA, the American Dental Association, produced the first color television commercials and they created a 501c3 nonprofit foundation to propagate the message of dentistry to the people unrelenting. Because nobody, I don't have to talk to anybody in this room or in this hotel or in this city. And if I say to someone, hey, how often should you go to the dentist? They'll say twice a year. Do you brush your teeth? Yes, twice a day. Now flossing, maybe, maybe not. But I, it's very important to tell you young, you young folk, floss. <laughs> then the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry came about in 1984. <laughs> And by 1987, they too had the idea, you know, they said, the ADA is doing pretty good, we got to do this too. So they said, we have to develop our own 501c3 nonprofit foundation to propagate and increase awareness of cosmetic dentistry. And look how what they did, look what these guys did. First off, back in 1999, they created this, this campaign, this, this the nonprofit part of the AACD created the campaign called Give Back a Smile, where they gave money to domestic violence survivors to help them restore their teeth. And I just found this on the internet. They even created novels you can buy on Kindle and all the proceeds support the GBAS. Why aren't we doing something like this? Why don't we create, instead of give back a smile, why don't we create something called give back? Right? Give back and give back to some kids or with domestic violence or something. Why aren't we thinking of this kind of stuff? We're not thinking this kind of way. We gotta think the way the big boys are thinking. We gotta follow what these guys do.
In 2002, brilliant, they got the idea to go on Extreme Makeover, right? Extreme Makeover, now Extreme Makeover's houses and stuff. But then it was about people, and the cosmetic dentist brilliantly got on this program along with a bunch of like cosmetic surgeons and stuff. And look at what it says right here. Cosmetic dentistry becomes more popular than ever. Brilliant. These guys are brilliant. They had a plan, they worked a plan, and the plan worked. So look at the market share. This is very upsetting to me. When I read this, especially the next slide, you see this. Children with a dental plan who, 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 who visited a dentist in the last year, in 2012, according to the ADA, was 80%. That's their market share. <coughs> uh, adults who have had visited a dentist in the last year, in 2012, 60%. $2.7 billion spent on cosmetic dentistry in 2012. $2.7 billion probably dwarfs the way kind of chiropractic spent. Why is this so important? Because in 1850, let's think about this. 1859, modern dentistry was formed. It took them in 156 years, they have 60 to 80% market share. Chiropractic was born in 1895, 120 years, we have 10% or less market share. What on earth is wrong with us? And let's contrast that. Coca-Cola, we're in the land of Coke here. Coca-Cola, you, right down, the, right down the road. Coca-Cola was born in 1892, three years before chiropractic was born. They have a 42% market share in this country. What? How is that possible? That sugar water that has phosphoric acid that if you pour it on your car will burn off the paint of your car and it's got a 42% market share, but the most important possible thing in chiropractic, the, the, the most important thing in healthcare in the history of the planet, I've got a 10% market share. How is that possible? How is that possible? So here's what we can learn from dental history. We're looking at them. We can learn. They've had a public education campaign since uh, 1908. They have a 501c3 that, that potentially benefits all dentists, not just, dent not just dentists in a certain zip code or dentists who sign up for a certain program. Every dentist is benefiting from what they do. They have TV commercials, TV shows, Kindle books, social media, they're everywhere. Look at this kind of stuff. Oral-B partners with Disney. Oral-B has an <laughs> app on the phone that, you, that the kids can play so that they can brush their teeth longer. Brilliant. Oral-B partners with dental care and creates this whole video series and stuff for teachers and they can get these, the teachers Free toothbrushes, free toothpaste, get into classes and educate them about how brushing their teeth. I, you know, this. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. All right, Colgate. Colgate Cares. Colgate creates this foundation called Colgate Cares. 700 million children they've reached in 80 countries. Look what they've done over here. They have made all these computer games on their. Uh, this is on their website. All these computer games for different age kids, two to four, four to six, eight, on, on, up. All these computer games, they're really fun, <laughs> cute little things, how to brush your teeth, and, and this Joe toothbrushing thing, all these things, I played something. Unbelievable. Why have we not thought of this? Why have we not have apps? I don't need apps for a single chiropractic office, like, you know, my office may have an app that says, you can make it a pay, uh, an appointment on, on this app. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an app for a chiropractic. I'm talking about computer programs for a chiropractic. Can we please learn from them? Because this, this is our national organization websites. That's a joke. That is a joke. Find a chiropractor? That's the best we can come up with is find a chiropractor? Right? I think we, got, we have a lot to learn from dentists. But here's the deal, right? 
When is, when is Pat Bradley going to get a game? But I'll tell you, with Dr. Rittman's help, the reason that the Life University is the place that we're at is because we are planting seeds that nobody else has. We have amplified. Amplified is an incredible thing. Every time you post on one thing, you post on all your different social media things. So you post on Facebook, it also appears on Pinterest and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram, all of all points. Brilliant. That was amazing what Jason figured out. Kid Natural, we love this kid. Amazing. They're capitalizing on the way videos work in the United States. Life U in Italy, I kind of begin to stress for you how important Life U in Italy is going to be. Not just for stuff for, for Italy, but for the entire world, how important this is. <clears throat> Life around the world, with clinics all over the place. If you want to peak, you can peak in China, you can peak in Singapore, you can peak in New Zealand. You have all these opportunities. Nobody has, has this kind of stuff. Dr. Rickman, with this whole, I love these, these two signs up here about impact and vitalistic visionaries. That's what we're all about because we want to impact social change. That's our goal, is to create social changes, not just about getting adjusted. This is not chiropractic, right? Anybody can do this. This is a mechanical thing. You can teach a robot to do this. That is not chiropractic. Chiropractic is a philosophy, right? Chiropractic is a lifestyle. That's what chiropractic is. That's what we need to try to do. That's social change. Our mission in Life Force 1000 is changing the world. No other chiropractor school can talk about this kind of stuff. At Life Vision Seminars, this is, the, this is like the last bastion. In my opinion, this is the last bastion of pure, simple, unadulterated chiropractic from a university setting. So here's my challenge, my thought, because I keep on thinking, what do we learn from these dentists? We have to learn something from them. I think we need some sort of 501c3 nonprofit foundation that I just call Foundation for Chiropractic Social Change. Dedicated to educating the public about chiropractic. So for making apps, for making computer games, for getting educated, for making pamphlets, for making TV commercials, for making movies, for making Kindle books, for doing stuff that is not going to benefit just people in one particular kind of genre in chiropractic, but for all chiropractic. We have to learn from the big boys, the big boys that are dentists, they're the ones who had a vision and a purpose way back in 1859. These guys visioned it, and now we can see where, where they are today, that they are the high-rate profession. We can do the same thing. It's our responsibility. It is Life Vision's responsibility, Life Force's responsibility, Life University's responsibility. And I hope you guys want to come on a Life Vision with us. Thank you.